You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Who am I? What do I exist to do? These are all questions that men face that revolve around their identity. Mm -hmm. On today's episode, we are going to talk about what is our true identity and where does it stem from? Mm-hmm. That was good. That's perfect. I just yeah. flowed with it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode five of Menovation. We officially have a name. If you have not heard, um, welcome back. So took some time. Yeah, we took some. It took some time. We were it, one day. We'll we'll share the backstory of how long and Felt how like many. That was names. the hardest part. Of it was the podcast. Oh my gosh, trying to come up with a stupid name, but we're good now. Menovation. Uh, so as Tyson says, we're talking about all things identity today. Um, it just happens to be Pride Month. And so it spurred on this, this question of identity in, uh, as men. Um, all right, so who wants to kick us off with uh, just this conversation? So we, when we were talking about this, right, and how deep we want to get into, into this subject, mm-hmm. you know, and... and so, so many people get offended, and but at the same time, we want to. I would like to understand, or we would like to talk a little bit about where this comes from. You know, at what part, what season of your life you start to ask these questions, and then you have probably a different answers that of mm-hmm. what you are, you know, uh, you've been created for. You know, mm-hmm. so the point is like, what is what is the root cause? Where where these some people think that they were made like that. Mm-hmm. You know. But I think psychology said that this is based on experiences, um, memories, you know, mm-hmm. where your identities start to be formed uh, in your childhood. So th- that's what I, I think is important to talk about this because um, who knows? I mean, there might be a, a lot of kids asking this question, who am I, mm-hmm. you know? And, but they, there might be uh, kids that are home alone, you know, their parents working or, I mean, I would like to talk about those kind of things. I love it. No, I mean, I think you, I think you uh, hit it right on the head. We, it's always the biggest question that we face. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Right. And uh, obviously from the other, other conversations we've had, we believe it is the biggest thing that, I mean, it's facing everybody. I mean, there's always an attack on identity. I mean, you see it very big today where, you know, we now have, you can be whatever you want. Um, whatever you say you are, you are. Um, and, uh, the other part of that is, uh, from the Christian standpoint, your identity is always under siege, mm-hmm. always. And that's so much of your Christian walk is understanding who you are. Um, but especially as men, uh, I love it. That's so good. And I agree that identity to an extent is learned experiences, right? And, and identity is formed. Um, but can we say that if you're born as a, as a boy or a girl, that right there, it's an identity Mm. or is it too far-fetched to say that being born a boy or a girl is not yet identity that needs to come through lived experiences? 
It's, it's got to be both. Right. Because, you know, you so quickly hear or you know biologically when someone is a boy or a girl or whatever, um, their chemical makeup looks a certain way. Mm. Right? Like men obviously have more testosterone. Women have more estrogen. Just that simple fact. And not to mention the um, the other aspects of the body and... Uh, and everything else. And we just, we have such a weird dichotomy where, um, where you had the, the, the gay movement, um, say, well, I was born this way. Mm -hmm. And then you had this, the trans movement now where it's like, well, God made a mistake. I was supposed to be mm. a whatever. And they don't coincide. And that's also like, that's a whole nother conversation, how one movement is infiltrated another movement mm -hmm. where, um, it's, it's interesting how I know a lot of people who do happen to be gay or trans, or whatever. It's like everybody has put so much weight into this identity. I mean, we still, we're going to have a whole month about being gay. Mm -hmm. And I know some gay people are like, why, why, right. why is it being celebrated who I love? We don't, we don't have a straight month, mm -hmm. you know? So what does it matter? Right. Um, and it was a very, it was when someone said to me, I was like, wow, that's a great point. They're like, it's not my full identity is mm, my sexuality. Okay. And it's turned into... That's I mean, interesting, okay. And you think about it now, it's like identity is your skin color, your sexual orientation, right? Um, and that's what so much, especially in the last two years in our country, has been spurred with everything. Everything. You know, where if you're white, you're this. If you're black, you're this. Um, and it's just a base form of racism, but um, it's just interesting how everything is so tied into identity. And when you don't have your identity in Jesus, you, you start to find your identity someplace because I think that there's a natural want and desire, like you were talking about as kids, just in instantly, you want to know who you are. And there's, you're always, we are never not on a journey to discover our identity mm -hmm. ever. It's from like, as when Abe said, when we first pop out to, you know, being grown men. And then I think this question goes over and over. I mean, Even even at work, sometimes like, okay, why am I here? You know, what what is my role on purpose. at work? My purpose. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. I yeah, think that if you go to church, if you go, if every time you are put in the middle of a group, mm -hmm. there's this question: okay, why am I here? You know, uh, I'm just trying to 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 go there. Where even when you're older, sometimes you go into that. Okay, why am I here? Who? What is my role on this place? But when you combine, imagine, imagine, because I've been in these kind of situations coming from a different country. And, and you know, when I went uh, uh, to the church, uh, this, uh, our amazing church, you know, I went there and I was like, what am I doing here? I'm a Hispanic and, and in the middle of this. And, and it's hard sometimes to deal with those questions. And just imagine a kid of eight years old, nine years old, where dad is working so much, mom is absent, you know, there's there's this absence of influence and mm -hmm. then they need to answer that questions. Those questions, those, uh, that's got, those, that's got to be hard, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, when you, <clears throat> when you ask the questions like, what's my role? What am I doing here? Uh, when you know your identity, it helps you figure out what your role is. Mm -hmm. And so when you say you're a Hispanic or, Um, you know, I'm black or I am a manager that that's not your identity that helps identify you, but it's not your identity. Mm, mm. When you figure out your true identity, which stems from 
uh, a need to figure a need for significance because mm-hmm. we're all on this earth, right? We've all been p- placed here. So that's, there's a, a question like, why am I here? That's, that's what, what's my significance. And you find out the answer when you find out your true identity. So even uh, the, the question of male and female, mm-hmm. I mean, that's black and white. Let's be, let's be honest here. You know, it's, your sex is uh, it helps identify you, mm-hmm. but it's not your true identity. The true identity goes deeper than just sex, and that's as men as Christians, we believe that um, our true identity is only one option. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like when you put your identity in the things of the world, it constantly changes. Even if you, even if you think, well, I'm going to put my identity in my family. You know, I'm a husband, I'm a wife, whatever the situation may be. What happens if that's rocked? Mm-hmm. You get divorced, someone dies, whatever the situation may be, and it shatters people. And um, I remember having this conversation with somebody I knew one time. And uh, um, no matter what people did to this person, it always seemed like their identity was rattled, or they would respond in a certain way. Mm. And I, I told this person, I said, I can respond in a certain way and have confidence because my identity is not rooted in my work. Right. It's rooted in Jesus. Right. So it doesn't matter what someone says to me. It doesn't matter. I can take criticism. I can take all these things because my identity is not in what I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, or even who I have sex with, uh, you know, my job, my whatever, it's always has to be rooted in Jesus. And the beauty of that is it can never be shaken. Yeah. Because right. God is who he says he is. He's consistent. Um, and nothing <clears throat> nothing on the world can change that, right? So, uh, what... Did you guys ever experience a point in time in your life or did you ever have a massive identity crisis? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Big time. Mm. So, words can have a powerful effect on you. And it doesn't matter who it comes right. from. So like, true. The words mm-hmm. can pierce deep. And yep. I had an identity crisis, which is crazy to think that I went through this. But at mm. one point in my life, I was questioning if I was gay. Mm. And I knew I wasn't, but I had, you know, people just joking about it mm-hmm. to me. And like people would just ask me like, yo, are you gay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even my own mom <laughs> asked me because wow. uh-huh. back in high school, uh, my older brother and my younger brother, they would like bring um, girls over to the house mm-hmm. just to kind of hang out. And I never brought a home, home a girl until like my senior year of high school. So freshman year through junior year, my mom came up and had like a private conversation with me in my room. And she was like, honey, like, are you gay? She just straight up <laughs> asked me that. I got so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I'm not gay. I'll Mm -hmm. prove it to you. (laughs) And uh, just that question from my own mother, Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't gay, but it made me question like, well, am I confused? Am I actually gay? And I just Mm -hmm. don't know it yet. And so I started to have questions on like how, you know, I was created and that that messed up my whole theology with God. I was like, wait, am I I actually created like this? Mm. And it um, it took a little while for me to because those words kept coming back to me you know Mm. friends teasing you saying you're gay your brother's saying it and uh you know i i 
I got a girlfriend. I think it was more just to prove to everyone, like, <laughs> look at me. I'm mm-hmm. great, you know? Right. So that was one time when, man, my, what, what my identity stems from was just really, uh, all twisted mm-hmm. just from words. So, and that's, that's just one example. I'm, I can't even imagine what else other men are going through. Mm-hmm with a whole wide array of things. That's why you see like our world and there's so many different genders and different they, people coming up with their own religions because they're trying to find their own identity from, um, you know, past experiences or words that were spoken over them. Mm-hmm. I think it, it helps to define what identity is, right? Like I, I, it's so many things right now. Like, a tree is always a tree, whether it's going to be an oak tree or a redwood tree or whatever it is, right? It's it's a tree. Well, right now with with humans, we have such a hard time. It's it's no longer male or female. It's a hundred other things, right? And so when when we don't have a standard by which we we say, okay, this is where identity begins. This is this is the root, and then everything else is learned experience. Uh, we're we're confusing people. Like it's, mm. it's going to be rough. Mm. Uh, I mean, this whole thing, and I was reading this earlier today and, and it's, it's kind of getting tired where, you know, we keep saying biological male, biological female. It kind of implies that you could be biologically a non-male or a non-female, mm. right? Like I think that sort of language itself is, is kind of, um, destroying identity, and I think there's an all-out assault on on identity uh, globally. It's not just in the U.S. It's 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 a global thing right now, uh, and I think it helps to to start somewhere. What exactly is identity? What where do we start? What's the root? And can we settle on on where? To, to to draw the line between okay this is what is biologically right versus learned experiences right yeah i i think there are different situations and in the world and influences right right now that support this idea you know of different types mm-hmm. uh there's no more male or female there's more uh, more uh, identities right um and I was just watching that this show. I can't remember where, uh, who was uh, putting this on TV. But um, it's this family who has two kids. One was a boy, and the other one was a girl. Mm. They support the girl to change his uh, sexuality, or yeah, mm-hmm. to be a, a male. And then the boy, they change it to be a female. You know, so and wow. and they were happy and. It, uh, the question is like where mm-hmm. i mean how how do you support your kids to do this it has to be something difficult you know but that that's a sign that that we are opening our our ideas to more things you know mm-hmm. and it's it's no more a coca-cola it's dr pepper the dr pepper they said that it was made with different flavors right mm. so um but uh it's difficult now for the kids that they have a lot of influences from outside and then suddenly we support that influence instead of rectifying instead of rectifying what is what it should be 
we are supporting those mm -hmm. and then we're creating a massive uh, uh, wave of different ideas that is mm -hmm. affecting Do you think it stems from the idea that people are afraid to speak truth? Yeah. Because we have become so afraid because if you disagree with me, then you hate me, mm -hmm. right? Or if you have to support me because if you don't, you don't love me, right? Or just that whole thing that's come about in the last 20 years from um, like, I mean, obviously in the Christian world, you know, we stopped going after hard topics because we didn't want to seem unloving. Yeah. Right? So therefore, we were unwilling to speak truth. And when you pull truth out of a situation, chaos ensues. Right. Which I feel like that is so much what's going on right now is like we just have chaos. When I'm online and I read about a person who says they're a deer <laughs> and mm -hmm. I, I watch a video, I'm like, what is going on? Like, <clears throat> and I'm like, what were their parents thinking? Like, yes, honey, you're a deer. Mm. <laughs> like and I, and I and I get like obviously when your kids are little and they play and they're imaginative and you know they do all these things but I'm like there has to be there has to be such a key component of your identity missing for you to think that you're not even a human that you're an animal mm -hmm. or like I watched this other video of this couple where she basically wanted to be a dog and he would treat her like a dog. They're in a relationship where he would take her for walks at the park and she was literally oh on gosh. all fours at a dog park walking around interacting with the other dogs. Does he pick up her shit too? I, who knows? Oh, <laughs> but, and then like, they're like, people judge us. But I'm like this, we have gotten to this point where we are unwilling to speak. We're unwilling to speak truth we are unwilling to agree on truth. There's just the basic idea that even two plus two is no longer four. It's a racist concept. And uh, it's like, no wonder why everything is just descending into something that is unintelligible, right? And I'm not saying that, hell, you want to have kinky sex in the bedroom and you want to be a dog, tear yourself up. But like <laughs> the fact that that is now defining who you are, Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where you're in a relationship with someone who's then enabling you to think that way. Mm -hmm. Like, at what point do we just have to say enough is enough? The fact that you said people judge us kind of just, I mean, as humans, you're, you're allowed to form opinions. Yeah. Right? And so you could have an opinion of something that doesn't make it judgmental that's yep. you're you developing an opinion about something um and it feels these days though that even that is frowned upon like that you can't develop an opinion about something because that in itself is is judging somebody for who they are yeah and that's like <laughs> and definitely there's more pressure right now on on the other side from people that that they couldn't find their identity mm. and they define themselves they're fighting really hard to create this type of identity identities and how much the people that 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 you know we we find ourselves uh, a true identity you know how much are we pushing we're just mm -hmm. accepting honestly right. and that's what and and this is kind of like it's going to spread over and and, and it's going to it's going to get closer and closer every single day not that we hate you know i got really good friends at high school you know who lost their their identity and 
you know, I spend time with them, but I, instead of judging, judging them, you know, and I try to um, help them out, you know, in the way we work, we talk, you know, and sometimes they open up and, and they really spoke about what they were going through. And then I could notice that they went through difficult situations on their houses, you know, it's, they didn't become like that because they want to, you know. Um, so there is a background. That's why mm -hmm. that's why it's important to uh, make sure that we are spending time with our families, trying to understand, you know, and and our kids might be having different influences right now uh, on this time of where the world is moving, mm -hmm. the way it's moving. So well, um, let me yeah. ask you this. So as a father of multiple kids, Ben, um, I mean, my kids are still really young, but how important do you think it is the father's role playing in the overall identity of your child? Um, I think it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really huge. You want to be, I think it's just a, a, a confusion on your mind, you know? Um, I remember, you know, I have a, an older boy and, and I've seen, you know, as, as uh, in my cultures, as Mexicans, many my parents put pressure on their kids, you know, sure. to make sure they're going to be, uh, they're going to be boys, right? But sometimes that pressure, it turns different. You know, you put yep. so much pressure that ended up messing up. So mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like leading by example, you know, loving your wife, showing them the the benefits of having a wife. But if if you are in the house where you're seeing issues with your wife and there's fights, there are different situations, maybe the kid doesn't want that, you know? If... And it happens on both sides, not only on, mm -hmm. on, on, on males and females. If they live abusive uh, in abusive houses, who wants to create an environment like that? So our brains get memories and we and people doesn't want to live like that. And that's why women start to look for another woman because they can't find mm -hmm. a place where they can actually trust, you know? Yeah. I think it's part of the, the problem. It's interesting because I think uh, looking back, I had this thought. It seems like the current state that we're in is an overcorrection. Yes. Uh, if you think about like our country specifically, we had two world wars. A lot of men died, mm -hmm. came back, right? The women did what they could to raise their kids to the best of their ability. The men came back broken, right? And then often you have broken people raising broken people. Mm -hmm. And where like you even just touched on it in the Mexican culture, there's such a push to make a man a man, quote unquote, that is putting an unhealthy identity on them. And I think that we have now, we've been, because we pushed that for so long, like men have to be men, right? <clears throat> and then it overcorrected to the point where um, now we have, we have chaos. Do we think that, do you think the world wars changed the identity of our of our nation that much so to speak because we know that even in the beginning adam and eve adam abdicated his responsibility and was not he did not live in his identity mm -hmm. that god created him to be a man and a protector and and the identity or the role switched and then abe or not abe uh, eve took the responsibility and it set us on this course of uh i don't know that was kind of a random thought but well, we, we, we've, we've seen this in the Bible before, you know, Sodom, you know, and, and how do you say Go, Gomorrah? Gomorrah. Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
they said that that was the last thing that God accepted, you know. The Bible said that they even they, they even changed the way they live at that point where men were sleeping with men and women mm -hmm. were sleeping yep. with with women, right? So it was uh it it was there before, right? It's been it's been an issue that it didn't come after a war. No, that's been so I there. think yeah, I think this is something we accept as community and I'm I'm not talking under hate. I'm not talking under hate, hating people that hasn't lost their identity. I'm talking in love. Like they they actually need something. They they need something. So um I think our church we love the, the people that has lost identity. You know what we don't agree with is that the that the we don't agree with the way the way they they act, you know. We what's, don't agree. This is this is a difficult subject, you know. Well, it's the biggest thing about our church that it attacks his identity. Yeah. That the enemy has stolen our identity yes. mm -hmm. and yes. we are replacing it. it. An interesting thing is true Christian identity is not about your sexuality. It's not about any of those things. Mm -hmm. It's only solely based in Jesus. And when you have that foundation, it alters the rest of your life. And whether you're gay, straight, whatever the situation may be, your identity is always under attack by the enemy. Always. And if he can attack your identity and shift it, then he can set your life on a totally different course. Um, so, it, yeah. When I liked what, what Abe was saying is, is you've got to rather than always accepting everything to be what they are, you should seek to make correction. Mm. I mean, if if a plane took off in Seattle and it was heading to New York, if it deviated just a few degrees from what it's supposed to be heading, and if the pilot didn't make a correction, you could land in South Carolina. <laughs> mm. Right? Good point. But does that mean that just because you made the mistake in in your trajectory early on that we should just accept it and let the plane fly mm. and land in South Carolina rather than New York City where it's supposed to land, right? Like you've got to, identity can have shifts. They, I mean, there are so many things, learned experiences and things that affect your identity. But does that mean that we have to accept everything that, comes our way and say, okay, this is now going to define me as this just because I had a thought towards a male that mm. was affectionate. Does that now going forward make me a gay man? Yeah. Or do I say, hold on, like, can I correct this? Was that something that, that, you know, was out of the way? Should I change my course and should I be heading in this direction? Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes as society right now, we just accept everything. Everything is about acceptance. Yeah. But acceptance and, isn't love. Right. It isn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah too many people get confused uh, that their identity is what they feel. Because mm -hmm. yep. your, your emotions yes. and the what, things so you true. feel, it's yep. so mm -hmm. volatile, yep. you know? Yeah. Like, well, I feel these feelings for this person so i must be gay or i feel like lying so i must be a liar like mm -hmm. that's what they they identify as their feelings but that's that's far from the truth and the issue starts when leaders are either not speaking up 
or they are right. speaking up, but they're not doing it in love. Yeah. So we have to tell people the truth and we have to do it in love. There's mm-hmm. a right. There's a certain yeah. grace to it mm-hmm. that yeah. you have to have. And so uh, by not correcting, you know, these people who are identifying what they feel, that's how, you know, it stems and you, they get lost. They get so far off the rails that like Ben was saying with like the plane, mm-hmm. you know, they end up at a completely wrong destination. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good analogy, Ben. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we keep talking about science and everything, right? Trust the science, follow the science, right? Like, but there's got to be constants in science, like, right? Like, pi is always three point one four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's a true. kilogram is always a kilogram. a kilogram. Yes. And if you and, don't have a baseline, you're screwed. Yes, and yep. and that's the thing is is right now the way we're heading, like everything is fluid. Mm. Nothing is solid anymore. Yeah. And I think that's destructive. I, I don't I don't think that and I think we're doing harm to to humanity, to people, to identities, and we're 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 destroying people by doing that, I feel. Yeah. Well, I mean, you even hear I several times this week I heard stories where um there were uh two different girls. I think one uh I think this was on 60 minutes, she believed she was trans. She then um you know, went through the process of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, removing her breast. Mastectomy? Yeah. And uh, then she, shortly after, I don't know the exact timeline, you know, she went through the whole process. I'm a man now. And went through the process, she's like, this is not who I am. And now she has been mutilated for life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's another one. I don't know if she went through the full uh, change, but um, she went back to being a, a woman. And we are, because we are afraid to speak truth, and I'm not saying that certain people, this doesn't happen to anybody. And just like we're not saying that no one can be gay. Oh, totally. But is, are we just sitting back so much that the, the amount of people that this is happening to was way blown out of proportion? Because mm-hmm. I mean, even just in the transgender movement, there's a high level of suicide. Mm-hmm. And it's just as high after people transition. Right. So to me, it's like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, if, if it, was, it was high before and you transitioned and it's still just as high, then that's clearly not the cure for what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Because if it was, that, that would be changed. That would be, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, that it's just so interesting about all of these movements are all rooted around identity. All yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, and they have been since the dawn of time, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Yeah, no, and I think just, that's yeah. where people need to seek sound counsel before yes. you make a decision. Like, I mean, this example that you brought up where uh, she had mutilated herself and now regrets it, but that's not a decision you can turn back from. No. <laughs> right? No. Uh, and I think before you end up in South Carolina, talk to somebody, have sound counsel, and change your course, right? Or at least if if after all of the counsel, if after all of the conversation, you still feel like that's where you're going, then that's that's fine, that's right? Your like, yeah. But I mean, we can't even give sound counsel yeah, anymore. Yeah, you can't, Because right? doctors are being disbarred. Exactly. They're being, not, maybe right. not disbarred, but you know what I mean? Medical license being removed. Um, therapists can't talk about this stuff anymore. Parents are getting their kids taken away because they won't agree. Right. 
Um, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like the fact, I know we're getting kind of down in the weeds on this, but the fact that you would let a five-year-old make a life-altering yes. decision about their life, a right. five-year-old, I'm like, you have, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I have a three-year-old. What? Like, she can't even tell her ass from her face. Like, but I'm going to let her make a decision about how she wants to live the rest of her life when she's five? That's like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. I'm and, sorry. And, and Tyson talks about leadership, right? And I, I can I can speak about my experiences, you know. Um, I have four kids and and one boy and, and the three girls, but leadership is, as you said, you, you watch over them. Mm-hmm. You make sure they're going mm-hmm. in the right direction and, and it, something needs to be corrected. You have to work work that out with love, you know. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it, you know. And, and I can tell that we're very open with our kids. I mean, our kids can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, you know. Right. It doesn't matter. We we're very open, and 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 lately, my wife is really open with my girls. I'm really open with my boy, you know. So um, I think it's very important the leadership as a as a the first leadership is in the house. That's our first uh, role as leaders that we have as a males, you know, mm-hmm. we got to keep watching our kids and then try to correct, not just like, yeah, let's do it, you know, but as, as you mentioned. So um, I think I think that's important, an important point as, as parents, as males. Yeah. No, I think leadership changes everything. Good leadership will change everything. Yeah. You I mean, know? I, I would not want to fly in a plane where the captain doesn't make course corrections. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, like, it's silly. That's Like, I, I paid to be in New York City. Why am I in South Carolina? <laughs> right? I paid to yeah. New York City. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so uh, and, and that's where, you know, fathers and m- even mothers and, and church leaders and community leaders, they all have to take responsibility in correcting and not just accepting and letting go. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that that's where leadership is. Leadership is not accepting everybody's faults and taking them Mm. as they are. I mean, yes, you love them, you take them as they are, but you've got to love them enough to be able to correct them. Well, even Jesus doesn't accept our faults, so to speak. Right. Yeah, yeah, because we are supposed to devote a life to become more like him. If that wasn't, if that, yeah, if he accepted our faults, that wouldn't be the case. Would not want us to change and be more like him if he were just accepting of all of our faults and uh, and everything else. It's good. I love your 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 course correction analogy. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so where do we go from here? Where do we go as a society to where we can course correct? Uh, you know, is it too late? Is it you know what are as men in our communities and our churches and our families? Specifically, um, because this is a men's podcast, uh, what do we do? It starts with you personally. (laughs) You have to take personal responsibility. You have to develop your own identity first, right? Yeah. Yep. You have to model it Mm -hmm. first. Right. And then it expands to your family. Then it expands to your community, your church. And that's why there's such a big push for our church to take a city. Mm -hmm. It's not so (laughs) we can have this cool, packed, yeah, foyer, mm-hmm. you know, or auditorium. So that's not about that at all. Mm-hmm. It's so we can course correct this whole entire country. And it starts by taking personal responsibility because, dude, yep. identity is so yep. big. Um, for me, like 
my identity was wrapped up as a football player. Sure. And when, when I put my identity as a college football player, when that was over, dude, I was mad depressed mm. just for like two, three years down in the dumps, just really dark. I saw no vision, no future for me mm-hmm. because football was gone. I didn't go pro. And sure. so I was depressed, re- contemplating suicide. Mm. And so you, your, your identity can't be involved in what you do, what you feel, because that's all going to change. When you identify as a son of God, you realize that you're here on this earth to bless others, to Mm -hmm. lead others towards Christ. And that can't be changed. And you have, it doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter, you know, if you lose a leg, you're in a, you become paralyzed. Your, your, your identity is solid. It's Mm -hmm. on, right. It's on Christ. So it doesn't matter what happens in life. Right. You can still live out your purpose. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, really powerful. And that's where I feel you need solid truths, right? I mean, if, if there isn't, if if everything is feeling... Well, two plus two has then, to be four. Right, it has you can't, to be You can't four. do anything. You can't right. build buildings. You can't... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got to set baselines where this is right and this is wrong and then go from there. And, that, and I like what Tyson mm-hmm. said is you've got to find your own identity and your own purpose regardless of what has happened so far in your life, you can still make course corrections. Yeah. Now, can can Tyson as an individual course correct enough to, to take a city? Can a tiny little rudder on a ship turn the entire ship? Sure, right? That's, you yeah. can. Wow. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Right? So yep. like it, it, it's, it's possible, but you've got to be determined to, to, to do it. You've got to yeah. find your own identity and... And I love what, what Tyson was saying is for me, my identity is, is in Christ. Like I struggled with, with image, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, when I moved from, from India to the Bronx, uh, it, first time, like never seen anybody of any different culture. Cause I grew up in India. All I saw were Indians and, and sure. yeah, you know, that's it. Uh, came to the Bronx and Bronx was all like black and Hispanic. Wow. And so, like, I started school and, like, I grew up in a Pentecostal family where, you know, they told, I, I wouldn't, we wouldn't wear pants and t-shirts. It was, like, long, I mean, we wouldn't wear shorts and t-shirts. Not shorts and t-shirts. It would be, like, long pants and long sleeve shirts. And, like, I would go to school and I'd see kids, uh, Hispanic kids, short sleeves, t-shirt, like, nice, clean, like, smooth skin, no hair on their skin. And I'm like, man, like, they look cool. Like, I want to be like them. And so I went to uh, Woolworths at that time, and I bought myself a pack of shorts. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fit in. I'm gonna I'm gonna be wow. like these kids. Went home, completely shaved my body, my entire body. Right? Shaved. How old <laughs> were you? Uh, I was like eleven. <laughs> eleven. How right? much hair did you have at eleven? I did. I'm look, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so completely shaved my body. Ben's a very hairy man. <laughs> and, and I wore I wore my shorts, uh, you know, under my pants, and then went to school, took my pants That's off. Hilarious. And I'm sitting in class all day long. I feel really cool. I'm like, oh man, I got nice soft skin, no hair yeah. whatsoever, <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, had, like all day long, people were like laughing at me. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this kid? 
And yeah, 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 it was yeah. not until the end of the day that someone was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing wearing boxers to school? So all day long, I had boxers <laughs> oh, in my school. Gosh. Oh, dude, that's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But like, this is what happens when you're like, try to fit in. You and be like, something you're not. yeah, but yeah. It, like, and I went through lots of identity crises. Yeah. But how many people's story life. is the exact same? Right. Yeah. Like, so, so I, I, there was a time when, when I thought I was gay, right? Like mm. when, when I, mm. I even tried that, right? Wow. Uh, but it's like, if, if you don't course correct, then everything in your life is going to, to go sideways. Like you've got to stop somewhere and say, okay, all of this happened to me. Does that mean that this defines me going forward? It doesn't have to. It can. It sure. doesn't have doesn't to. So you don't to. have to settle there. Uh, you could you could course correct and 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 change. And that's where I think you need solid truths. Yeah, and you need to take a decision. Yeah, you yeah. need to take a decision and, and work that out. You know, right? Yeah. Self correction. Yeah, we're going on this direction. And if it's wrong, no, I'm going on this one. Right. And you got to fight it. You know, and. The question that you ask is important. How do we, what can we do, you know, at this moment? You nailed it over there, uh, Tyson. I think is start to plant, uh, sow a seed again. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to push back. We have to bring that again in the way that we can, we can see results in, in, in the future. Because if we don't do anything, <clears throat> this is going to overcome. And then our kids are going to be facing a society that is going to be lost. Mm -hmm. It's going to be lost. Yeah. So we got to keep, putting this seed. It's funny. I was actually talking to my wife about this this morning about how we, we've been convinced by the world and even bad Christian theology that we have no control over our lives, mm -hmm. that we just have to give into our emotions that, Oh, if I feel like I'm uh, a woman when I'm a man, that I must be a woman. Or if I, you know, have a weird interaction with a guy then I must be gay or whatever the situation may be. And it's it's interesting how we have just it's almost like a lot of people have just given up because mm. they don't know what to do so they're right. like okay this looks good this is what everybody's doing so this is what i'm going to do because I, I hear this a lot in the youth where oh everybody is you know uh everybody's gay now everybody's transgender now so i'm going to do that because it's the cool thing to do mm -hmm. and i mean it does a couple of things obviously it alters their life significantly but then the people that may actually be going through this, it cheapens their experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like when, it, when you go on to racism, right? When everything is racist, then nothing can be racist. Mm -hmm. And it actually cheapens and it actually pulls away from the actual racist events that may have happened or may be going on. And it, un, it can, does not allow you to get to truth. But people, I love the course correction. You have to... People often think it's these these giant moments that define you, and often it's not. Often mm -hmm. it's the small right. individual moments moving forward in your life that change things, that uh, produce good leadership, that um, get you on the proper course. And uh, I think as men, everything, amen to everything everybody said. And I think that we have to choose and we have to, whether it's spending time with your kids, one, you know, taking them, hanging mm -hmm. out with them one day at a time, right? Pouring into them um, so that when they get to that point, uh, they can make the right decisions about their identity. The other thing I think is, is like, 
everybody else be damned, but my family is going to be raised in the house of the Lord. Because I know that at the end of the day, regardless of what happens to me, what happens to my wife, my girls, if their identity is firmly rooted in Jesus, mm-hmm. then nothing can shake them. Whether it's uh, a trauma, a, a whatever the, the situation may be, we have to have truth. As Ben says, we have right. to have a foundation, whether that's, you know, obviously the Jesus in the Bible, whatever it may be, because if you're putting your identity in anything but those things, you will come up short. It's, yep. Yeah. Yep. We've it seen is. it time and time again. We've seen it, yep. you, you know, yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. it's the, I mean, that whole parable of building a house on sand versus a rock, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you've got to have a solid foundation. Yes, yes. And if you don't have a solid mm-hmm. foundation, everything else around you is going to crumble. Yep. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Episode five, boys, in the books. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, yeah, that's a good oh, one. That one, you could have multiple one, episodes so. on. Oh, yeah. you could have, yeah, you totally can. Wow. Okay, so everybody, we may do this episode again or continue this. This is a powerful one. Um, this was a one-off because we got some episodes in the tank that we're going to start releasing. Um, so make sure you check us out every Monday in the morning, Menovation. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, all that good stuff. Uh, and we I will see you next time. about my clean shaved legs. <laughs> see you guys next time. <laughs> I just pictured this little 11 year old Ben like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>